Hi, this is Kate. And I'm Amy. And welcome to the Hush My Mouth podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Happy New Year. I know you missed us. We're back for season two. Not sure if we really had a set plan for how long these seasons were going to be, but it just kind of timed out nicely that we took a little break over the holidays. Yeah. So now we're back for the new year. That's right. Which is, you know, just coming in like gangbusters from what I can tell so far. (laughs) Yep. Super cold (laughs) and uh, right on time. That's right. So how's your week? Uh, well, I had a nice week while you all, you know, went into sub-zero temperatures. <laughs> I ran away to Mexico. So, uh, so yeah, no, we just got back from a cruise. We loved it. It was really fun and um, just what we needed. And I, there were actually times we, part of the excursions that we did in Mexico, we were in the jungle and it was really humid. Oh my and gosh. so it was kind of interesting to think, like, I'm sweating everywhere mm-hmm. and to be thinking everyone's at home and it's 10 degrees yeah you know so I, I could have handled a little chill maybe a little <laughs> little colder breeze but um I, certainly no complaints there it was uh it was a lot of fun well I'm glad you had a good time yeah I mean you were in the jungle I was in the backyard trying to make sure that my pool didn't freeze over oh nice okay which I know is you know a first world problem it is <laughs> But it was so funny because, you know, the um, they tell you, like, make sure your pool has is full of water. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was watching the temperatures because I don't know how yours works, but I have kind of like an auto um, filler that's attached to one of my outside spigots. So you, like, set a yes. time and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but I was concerned about just leaving it hooked up because you're supposed to cover your faucets. Cause right. I mean, it was literally in single digits and that's not normal for where we live, obviously. Right. So you have to take some extra precautions. So usually I put faucet covers over the outside faucets, but with that thing on it, I wasn't sure exactly what to do. So anyway, I waited, I filled up the pool at the last second to as full as it could get And then I, you know, took that thing off the spigot and put the cover on. Well, of course, you know, I didn't realize this until I got a pool, but cold weather almost evaporates water faster than hot weather does. And so my pool started going down, down, down (laughs) because it was so many days of cold weather. And so (laughs) I... I had to end up going out there because I needed to put more water in the pool. Well, of course, by then, you know, the thing doesn't want to go back on. I thought I had it on all the way. I turn on the spigot. The water sprays everywhere, including all over me. It's 20 degrees. I'm standing there. I'm like, oh, God. So anyway, I got my gloves. I got some pliers. I really, like, went at it to try to get water back in there. So at one point, I turned the spigot on. And I start seeing water pouring out from behind the bricks. Oh, no. On the bottom, uh, like near the foundation. Yeah. yeah. You know, they have those little, I don't know what you call it, like yeah. weeping holes, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, never seen that before. <laughs> I was in a full-blown panic. I was like, oh, my God, did the pipe burst? I still don't really know what happened, but I obviously turned it off right away and I went ahead and just covered it all back up. But I did go inside and inspect very carefully to make sure there was no water. But I was like, you know what? I'm not built for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, because I, I know, okay, so this is definitely a Chris Lee question. uh, But yeah, he covers that up. We have the same thing. Do you have the, sensor on your pool so when it drops below 32 degrees yes it runs it stays a pump. on yeah yes. okay so um so yeah I don't even know if if he did anything yeah to, like we didn't put any water in the pool we mine didn't. was just to make sure that the, the water was full enough the state, but anyway yeah. but you're right you, your water level cannot get too low yeah right but or I things, mean that's all you can burn around. a motor right but um anyway so I was dealing with that this week so this week we are going to start our new year off just like everyone else, uh, we're going to be talking about kind of what's in, what's out for us for 2024. And I like the way that is put because I'm not a resolutions person. I, don't, I just don't, it doesn't resonate with me. I feel like anytime I've ever tried to make a resolution, it's like I can never stick to it. <laughs> right. I feel like it's a lot of pressure to do the one thing. Yeah. 
and then it gives me anxiety, which I'm generally trying to get rid of anyways. Right. <laughs> so I like the idea too, that it's more of a, what do I want more of? And what do I want less of? Exactly. And so, yeah, so we've got a, a fun list uh, that we have not shared with each other. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about, so uh, do you want to start with an N? Sure. So N for me this year is definitely more travel. I actually would like to do like maybe a few small trips instead of like one big trip. So thinking about get that and kind of. Um, <laughs> I need to call the vet first of all and make sure that I can book Charlie in for boarding whenever we need to right. go because that's such a big factor and can we leave town or not. Yep. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to try to make more time for that because I feel like we've done some trips over the last couple of years, but they've been more like one kind of big trip and yeah. I, I just need more little intermittent things to look forward to. Yeah. And that's the thing I know we were talking about too, was maybe doing like a long weekend right? rather than a whole week all the time um, just to kind of build in and, and then maybe also just build in some staycation days. Yeah. Uh, as much as we love the cruise and go places <laughs> and we had an amazing time, it just was, uh, you know, then you come back and you're like right back in it. Right. You know, and so sometimes it doesn't always feel as relaxing as I might need it to be, mm -hmm. but also just to, to get things done yeah. and not feel like I'm using up all my weekends right. for that. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's one of mine. What about you? Okay. Well, this should be no shock because I think it's on a lot of people's list. More exercise. <laughs> <laughs> It's on my list, too. Our motto is move more in 24. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we should get shirts. We should. Move more in 24. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, I think it, it's good at any age, but it's good for all the things. And, you know, we both have kind of sed sedentary jobs. Yeah. Um, and so it's so easy to get used to kind of sitting in one spot and then you know at least at our age too you go to get up and you're like whoa yeah everything in your body just went nope <laughs> um and so just it feels better just to you know contribute to being healthier but feeling better yeah and then helping you know with stress and anxiety and stuff like that so being more purposeful in um you know nothing I'm not running a marathon mm -hmm. okay no one needs to be worried <laughs> um, but just kind of being more purposeful and, and intentional about, I'm going to get in this many minutes, yeah. you know, that's what we're doing. Yes. Well, good. No, I like that. That was, like I said, it was on my list too. And I think it's being a little bit more like realistic about it and not trying to be like, you know, like you said, I'm not going to run a marathon. I'm not, you know, right. whatever. I just want to be sitting less because yes. I also spend a lot of time in the car driving oh, yes. the kids to activities yes. and sometimes when I get out of the car I'm like I feel like my body's like molded itself <laughs> into the shape of the seat you know what I mean yeah, yeah. which thankfully I have some comfy seats but I don't want to be that no you know? I want to no. be up and around more so I think for me this is not just for me personally although it is for me too is um, just like boundaries just like having better boundaries with people with activities um, and, you know, this is like my wish for society, too, is yeah. just like, mind your business, people. Yes. Thank you, know? you. Thank you. Can we just not be so worried about what everybody else is doing? That's right. Just take care of yourself. It's a big enough job. Yeah. You know, and then you bring yourself anxiety about what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. If, you know, just focus on yourself. But yeah, I know what you mean. And just, you know, letting pe everyone know I'm I'm grown enough. Uh, I can make my own decisions. Right. You know. Uh, I had a lady say something to me the other day. I can't even remember what it was now, but she said something. And I remember thinking, I, I, I'm, I'm 51 years old. Like, right. I don't, I don't need your advice. Uh, I don't need a suggestion. Right. I, I didn't ask for it. Right. I'm good. <laughs> Why you don't are you know volunteering? Me. You don't know me. Exactly. Again, <laughs> so. mind your business. Thank you. I, I say that so many times when I read news stories or see things on social media. I'm just like, why do you care? Right. Why are you so angry and upset about something that has little to no impact on you? Right. It's just like people are looking for an opportunity to judge or criticize. And I personally have had enough of it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> How about you? Um, yes, definitely kind of going along with that too, is I need to implement, and this is kind of goes along with exercise is more me time. Oh, and, um, I feel like 
for probably, and it's weird because I have adult children, mm-hmm. um, so they're not around, but I still feel that there are so many times where I'm constantly going along with, you know, even if it's just errands uh, with the hubs, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff. Not that I don't like spending time with them, but sometimes I just need to be by myself. Yeah. Whether that's reading or sitting alone with my thoughts mm-hmm. or you know, going on an, you know, errand or activity that's just me or something like that, but something where I can just kind of settle in and uh, maybe even deprogram myself from all the constant, you know, between work and everything like that um, is just to have a little bit more solace, I guess. So I think that's really important. I mean, I think we've actually mentioned it on the podcast before. I'm definitely a person who needs my alone time yeah and you know it's hard when your kids are younger for sure but both of us are in a place now where our kids are you know well yours more so than mine because yours are adults yeah (laughs) more self-sufficient and you know my kids are pretty independent they don't need me doing every little thing for them but still you have like this pace and routine to your life where you're constantly like you said, you're running errands, you're d- making dinner, you're, you know, planning something for getting together with the kids, even if you're not together right? or you're working or, you know, so I think it is, you have to carve out the space and the time for it because it's so important for your, like your mental health, Yeah, you know, or I'm always thinking about, you know, oh, doing something for somebody Oh, I'm doing this for somebody else. Oh, I'm going, you know, I'm going, even if it's just silly, like grocery shopping. Okay. So what does this person need? What do I, you know, and just not saying, Hey, I want to go do an activity. That's just something I want to do. Right. I'm not on anyone else's timeline. And it doesn't have to benefit anyone else. No, you know, I don't, I don't always have to have someone sitting next to me. Yeah. Which is going to be a disappointing thing for my husband here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's interesting. I don't want to go too deep on this, but you know, I do think that particularly as women and girls, we're kind of programmed to be people pleasers and to think about other people before we think about ourselves. And it really does. You find it in so many areas of your life when you really start thinking about it. So I think I know for myself, I had a hard time for a long time feeling like I wasn't being selfish when I wanted to right. have time to myself. Yeah. And I was lucky that my husband was somebody who was a big proponent of that and yeah. was always saying, Hey, I'll, you know, take the kids and we'll go do this. And why don't you just go do whatever you want to do? Right. You know, cause you're always doing stuff for us. And so I it, I, it started to feel a little bit more comfortable, Yeah, but I think it can be a thing where you can quickly talk yourself out of, taking that time and right well I'm not gonna stand for it in 2024 that's right (laughs) I I remember that I remember you guys would have it kind of like on a schedule like each person would get a day off right and that was a day off from everything yeah a day off from work a day off from parenting yeah you know I mean maybe not the full 24 hours but you know just kind of we did yeah and it really does help have give yourself a little bit of a kind of recheck and you know because especially in the parenting world, you're just 24 seven and yeah. it does begin to wear on you and you love your kids, but you got to, you know, well, recharge. Yeah. And I think you have to take care of yourself to be the best for them that you can be, you yeah. know? So, I'm, and that does love- not end apparently. Cause now that the kids are grown, I'm like, <laughs> no, because I mean, honestly, even though they're adults, you know, they're still, you know, you get the text, Hey, yeah. how do you bake this? Well, I mean, how your do you kids aren't that? like 30 either. No. They're young adults. Right. They're just getting started. So I'm sure they have lots of needs. Yes. Still. Yes. Yeah. Oh, expanding on cooking. Everybody knows how much I love cooking. So I really do. I got some new cookbooks for Christmas Ooh. from my girls and um, my parents got me some knives. We were oh talking boy. about yes, needing new yes. knives. I guess they were listening. So thank you <laughs> to my parents. So uh, that's a hint for us. Next time we, when we get closer <laughs> to Christmas, we'll start talking about all the things that's we right. like. Listen that's up. Right. Um, but so, yeah, I want to kind of do a little bit more learning in the kitchen, being a little bit more adventurous in the kitchen, and also pr- primarily just scheduling it so that we can eat at home more often because I I hate wasting money on eating out but I also know that I usually feel better when I'm eating at home yes um I love to eat out and the convenience of it is amazing 
Um, but I do want to try to cut back on it a little bit this year and, yeah. you know. Plus you control what's in it. Right. And um, you have a better knowledge of um, like nutritional things, right. you know, like how much salt you're putting on something. And um, so, yeah, I, I found myself even on the cruise, uh, you know, uh, looking at things going, oh, I, I think I can make that at home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just I just need to know the ingredients. I can figure it out. In your brain, you're like ticking off. It's probably got this, this, this. And yeah. This. Yeah. <laughs> it's even better when they list it. Oh, <laughs> do they do that? Well, yeah, because um, they have an addictive meatball sandwich. Oh, um, you mentioned that. Yes. And I tried not to eat my weight in meatball sandwiches <laughs> last week, but luckily I got a lot of steps in. Um, But yeah. But yeah, no, they listed what was in it. And I thought, it, I mean, it's not complicated. It's, yeah. You know, it's a meatball sandwich. It was just like, okay, they use this kind of bread, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, part of it because they use a tomato focaccia bread. Oh. And I'm like, Central Market, here I come. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, I mean, basically it's just meatballs, cheese, and marinara. I mean, I guess when you're on a cruise like that, it's good, too, for people that have allergies and stuff so they can see what's in stuff. Yes, yes. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. All right. What else you got? Um, so this is kind of a general society in I'd like to see. Um, kind of you kind of tipped a little bit at the beginning. I'd like to see more decorum and civility. Oh, come on! Can people. we come back? I mean, just you know, if if things are making you angry, I would say turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but then don't also take that into the world. Like you know, be. I, I know it sounds kind of cliche, just be kind, but honestly, it's just, it's so much nicer when people have manners and, yeah. you know, something, you're having a bad day, you're having a bad day, but just, you know, and also just be apologetic when it's you, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we all do silly things. We all accidentally cut in front of somebody. We all, all accidentally bump into somebody. Right. You know, everything doesn't have to be a, you know, kind of crazy situation. And, um, and, you know, Chris and I were just in a restaurant locally the other day, two gentlemen almost got into it at breakfast. Really? Yeah. Just because, you know, it it was a a typical breakfast brunch place, you know, that everyone goes to, Mm -hmm. it's a pretty loud establishment. There's families in there. And there was a couple that just seemed upset that you know there were little kids in there and i don't think they were being i mean you know how it is sometimes you're in a restaurant and you're like you need to take the kid out right they're just not settling down this was a typical i didn't even notice anything out of the ordinary right um and and they were mad because an eight month old was not you know and it just why are you angry about that and then and then the mouth off to the parents that you know they've they've got to be better parents oh my goodness like how did you think that was gonna go over so just you know what i mean i just think a little bit more understanding and civility and let's just bring you know if you have to work at that just you know work at that and Mm -hmm. if you find that you're just easily irritated maybe the public is not for you maybe you need to be eating at home right exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll get you a cookbook. <laughs> no, I agree. I do think it's it's like you sort of feel this like has been creeping up like over the last, I don't know, like maybe 10 years yeah. or so. Yeah. And I do sometimes think, and I, I know we sound like old fogies, I guess, when we yeah. talk about like well, I remember social back media in the day. and the internet and how, you know, the negatives associated, but it, it does feel like people just seem to think that they have like a license to be just rude and horrible. Right. And I just don't ever remember. I mean, of course there have always been people that are rude and horrible. Sure. But it does feel like, and maybe it's like when you're younger, you know that you're not supposed to act like that. So you kind of don't notice it as much or you don't expect it and so maybe you don't even see it happening maybe it's because we're getting older and we notice things more but I really don't think so no because if anything I'm more irritable now than ever um (laughs) you know I don't know maybe that also I I think uh as we've gone along we've we've become a little bit more entitled yeah you know in general and so if you live in that concept of I'm entitled to something all the time Mm -hmm. then you forget that you as a human being have to be, you know, make compromises, you know, like if it's crowded out s- somewhere and you don't like crowds and that makes you irritable, that's fine. 
but the crowd's not like that's your problem right yeah you know it's not you know you got to either remove yourself but you know sometimes the idea that you're just in a situation and you don't like something doesn't mean that the world has to make you feel better about it right no you know you have to take action so if you're in a in a in a restaurant and you can't handle noise and and that's bought and you want to have a quiet breakfast Mm -hmm. then that's not for you to turn around and judge somebody's parenting like have you no. parented an eight-month-old there well not- and maybe they haven't maybe that's part of the problem yeah they don't understand you know how everybody's um an expert on parenting before they have kids right. kind of situation yeah you know what go and open your own yeah adults only no kids allowed yeah brunch restaurant and that's called your <laughs> dining room that's right <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Let's see. Another one for me in for this year, and I think you mentioned this kind of when you were talking about your me time, is I really do want to have more time to read. I have been so terrible about that over the last few years. I have a stack of books on my nightstand. A couple of them I have actually I blame, read. I blame Netflix. I yeah. blame, you know, that's the problem is there's so many like things I want to watch too. Right. The streaming gets in the way. I even took a book with me on the cruise. Didn't get read. <laughs> Didn't get read. Well, I'm hoping for a little bit more reading time this year. Okay, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Okay. I've okay. got one more okay. on the end. And okay. this just kind of started for me yesterday. So I'm late to the party. <laughs> but I got totally engrossed. I don't know what made me turn it on. But I started watching... Welcome to Wrexham. Have you been watching no. this? Okay. So this is a documentary that um, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney are making. Oh, okay. Okay. About this Welsh football team that they bought. I, I think, think in like 2020 or something. Okay. So I knew that they had bought this football team because I just heard about it, you know, through the news or whatever. But I wasn't watching the documentary. So for some reason, I turned it on. And now I'm like totally sucked in. I started watching it last <laughs> night. And I'm already on like the ninth episode of, from the first season. I mean, they're pretty short episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like rooting for this team, Amy. Okay. I want them to succeed. So they're in. <laughs> We're in. That's right. So in 2024. Now, I don't know. I haven't gotten far enough in it yet. To, I'm not like up to time. So I don't know how much progress they've made, but they bought this, you know, like really down and out football club and it means everything to this town where it's where it is in Wales. It's a small town and everyone is totally invested in it, has not been going well with them for them for many, many years um, so a lot of upward progress is needed, but I mean, I love it because they, they're really focused on the players, the townspeople. It's not really that much, at least so far anyway, about these, you know, celebrities that have bought this team. Right. Other than the fact that they're getting more and more invested in it, obviously financially, but, you know, emotionally too. Right. <laughs> As it goes on. So anyway, I definitely recommend checking it out. And I, uh, you know, I've never been. The most I've been into soccer is when my youngest daughter was playing it. When she was like four to eight. Yeah. And um, it is fun. But watching it, I was like finding myself like yelling at the TV and like, (laughs) ah, no. Like, you know. Like a real Ted Lasso situation. That's right. So anyway, in for me, Wrexham. Okay. Love it. Love it. (laughs) All right. Let's go the other direction. Oh, boy. What can we not deal with anymore in 2024? (laughs) Go away. Um, Well, let's see here. No particular order. Um, I would like the the current makeup trend to go out which is this whole like stage makeup that women are doing i don't oh. there's a billion makeup tutorials out there and there's some really good ones mm-hmm. like that you know if you're if you're somebody who's you know wanting the latest trends or you just maybe never felt good about how you apply your makeup i mean there's some good <laughs> stuff out there but i know you've seen it where it's especially young women who you know for me makeup is just it's it's like we've gone from like no makeup to like RuPaul's Drag Race right uh (laughs) and it's like you know where they're showing you know they're getting on there and they're putting all this like thick makeup on like 
foundation and highlighting and bronzing um, contouring and, and they yeah. look like the lion king and you know and it's like oh yeah and then you have to blend all this and then put all this on and at the end it's like you don't even look like you anymore right <laughs> which is fine i guess like i said if you were going to be photographed or on stage where yeah. there's a lot of lights and stuff but it reminds me of that like what theater performers do to right put, you know because they know they're gonna have heavy lights on them so they create a lot of harsh yeah. you know lines and stuff and you know you know eyelashes a mile long and it's like what are we doing i what, know like let, you know it's okay to wear to enhance but my goodness ladies no it's a lot i know i almost had on my out list trips to sephora <laughs> <laughs> Not for myself, <laughs> yes, but for my daughters. Yeah, uh, you know, they—it's just so much part of their culture now. Yeah, and you know, I mean, of course, we've all you know always had an right. interest in makeup, and especially when you're just allowed to wear it, you kind of are more into it than yes. ever. As a person who rarely wears makeup because I mostly am at home, yeah. <laughs> I I've never been great at it and you know it's fine but it's like so low on my priority list in terms right. of my you know money that I'm willing to spend time that I'm willing to spend it's just not I don't get it yes so yeah I mean my kids mostly my younger daughter is really into like the latest trends and products and you know she'll save up her allowance to get you know the newest uh, rare beauty highlighter. Okay. <laughs> That's the Selena Gomez. Oh, line, okay. Which right. is actually, from what I can see, and believe me, I've seen a lot at Sephora, her stuff is pretty reasonable as far as price. Right. And, you right. Know, but still, it's like, it's I never expensive. in my life was putting drops of glittery highlighter underneath my eyes and then blending it out to my cheekbones. <laughs> yeah, the idea of drawing a dark, harsh brown line on your face yeah. for contouring doesn't scare scare you to death. Uh, which, don't get me wrong, I, I'm i all about creating a jawline at this age. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's like everyday makeup and then there's you're going to be photographed right makeup you yeah. know and and uh, yeah i mean i think if, you remember when we were little they had that that barbie head yes you know and then you could do her makeup yeah. but you know when i say do her makeup i mean there was one i think they even called it rouge back then yeah still <laughs> uh and then there was some powder blue eyeshadow yep. and i think there might have been a lipstick mm -hmm. and that was it yeah that when we talk about make that was it yeah. so there wasn't the the same concept but i would like us to kind of yeah, let's dial it back. I would like to dial it back and yeah. look, you know, I'm all for, you know, looking cute, but let's uh let's look a little bit more like a human being, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind that. Okay, um, go ahead. Okay, so kind of in that vein, but this is totally for myself. Um I really just don't want to wear ugly clothes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I have pared my closet down and I've never had a lot of clothes. Um, in fact, when my husband was still alive, we used to joke that he had at least twice as much as I did in the wardrobe. Department. I have one of those as well. Yeah. Um, and not that he was like a big fashionista or anything, but I don't know. I just don't buy a lot of things. I don't like very many things. So I have very few things. But I still find that, you know, about half of my wardrobe, when I look at it, I'm like, that. I, that's ugly. Like, why did I even buy it? I know. And then I have to wear it because it's all I have. And I'm just not going to do that anymore. Yeah, just. I'm just going to, you know what? Maybe I'll just be that guy on one of the Jason Bourne movies or something. It was a, some villain that had like, you know, five of the same shirt, five of the same pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> The Steve Jobs wardrobe. Yeah. I don't want to go to that extreme. No black turtleneck? I don't want to just <laughs> put something on that I don't even like. Right. Right. I'm not going to do it anymore. Okay. I like that. Okay. I like that. Okay. What's out for me, what needs to be out for everyone, are people behaving bad on airplanes. Oh, my gosh. Cut this is like it out. An epidemic. I mean, grow up, be an adult. Yeah. And, you know... It, it, it's just a simple, there are rules, you know, it, it goes back to decorum. And mm -hmm. I mean, here's the thing. I have traveled on a lot of airplanes. Yeah. I've been on a lot of flights 
and I've never felt compelled to disrespect or disobey what the flight staff is telling me to right. do. Right. Which Let is alone, like, really minor. attack them. Right. You like, know, it's it's gotten at, totally out of You know, hand. if I see one more TikTok video where somebody's saying, but I didn't do anything wrong. Well, clearly you have done something <laughs> wrong because law enforcement is dragging you off a plane. <laughs> That's right. So you have done something wrong. Except some accountability. You just don't think. Going back to the it's not about you. Right. Um, which I think kind of started more so. I think it was there before, but started a lot during COVID because of the mask situation and for people that didn't want to wear masks. Mm -hmm. But again, it comes right back to this is going to be the rules. If you don't like it, you don't have to fly. No, it's not a right. Take a train. Yeah. Take a boat, get in your car, (laughs) you know, just say, Hey, look, that's not my gig. And that's going to be a requirement for me. So I'm, I'm not going to go that way, but it's this idea that no, I should be able to fly and Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to do these things. And the world does not revolve around you. So cut it out. Yeah. So be nice. Yes. Be respectful to other people. Also, don't recline your seat. Thank you. Because <laughs> we've talked about that. Too. We have. That bothers me. <laughs> All right. How about you? All right. Next one for me is I can't do any more with the, hey, mama. <laughs> I never liked it. I tried to put up with it for a while. It feels like it exploded in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> no no more no more I, that's all i have to say it's over it's done we should bury it and never that's talk right. about it again. i don't ever want let's never speak of it again as they say on uh everything about Ra- or everybody loves raymond okay <laughs> out okay also out uh i would like to see all these 20 somethings that have some kind of bank account I never had, traveling the world, doing videos, telling me how to travel. <laughs> oh, let me tell you all the best places and what you should do in Italy. Mm-hmm. And then it's something silly like, I had pasta. <laughs> or I had. Okay. I know that some people really like to have made a gig out of, you know, having a YouTube channel right. or a podcast or whatever about a specific thing. But here's a concept. And this happened to us on the cruise. Some guy thought that my husband was this famous YouTuber. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, he, we did look it up, and he does look, I'll show you the picture. Okay. He does look a lot like him. And um, and it was funny because he was calling out to his wife. He's like, you know, whatever his wife's name is, like, so-and-so, doesn't this look like, you know, Tony from the pod, uh-huh. from the YouTube channel? And she was like, oh, yeah. And then she looked at me, and she goes, well, yeah, you don't really look like his wife. And I was like, yeah, because I'm not. <laughs> We're not those people. This is reality yes. that we're in <laughs> and then she asked me if i had a youtube channel and oh i said no gosh. i travel because i enjoy it <laughs> and it's relaxing and here's a thought it's just for me i'm not i'm not here to make i'm not trying to work right i do that i have a job <laughs> i i have a job this is my vacation i don't care if anyone knows about it i don't care if anyone i'm not going to give you the diatribe on what i ate on a daily basis <laughs> We're not getting a photo dump on Instagram of your trip. And the thing that bothers me the most is when I watch some of these, they're not actually giving me any information. No, of course not. It's just like, here, don't I look pretty in front of this castle? Right. That doesn't, if you're watching a true travel blog, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, like the original Rick Steves. Right. It's because I'm trying to get information that might help me take a vacation. Like, right. Oh, this is a really good area or I would need to take this type of transportation. Not um, newsflash. Try the pasta in Italy. Right. Or don't, <laughs> doesn't my cute little skirt and, and heels look great in this photo? Right. It doesn't. So just travel. Just do the things. You don't have. Not everybody has to be famous. You can just travel to travel. Stay off the TikTok. I couldn't agree more and I have social media in general on my outlist <laughs> I know I'm dreaming but um I I just I do wish that people could be more present yeah in their lives and not be as concerned about posting and you know making sure that everybody knows everything that they're doing or trying to become an expert on something or you know, getting paid for unboxing products and making a video about it. It's, again, I think this is like sort of maybe a generational thing. I don't know, but 
it just is so odd to me that that's like a way to make a living. Right. That I have a hard time getting my head around it. And what I really don't appreciate is the fact that younger people, and I mean like young, young people, yeah. see this as something to aspire to. And that right. it can be like a career choice. Right. You know, I, I find that a little scary. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. I, when guess, I think very few people, a very small percentage might be able to turn it into something lucrative. Right. But generally speaking, I think those are people that already had a base to start with. Yeah. Right? And I think that's just going to become less and less the more the market is flooded. Right. And so, yes, there are definitely people who are making a living off of being a YouTuber, being yes. an influencer on, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, fine, like whatever. I get it. Like the culture has shifted in that direction. It's not gonna. It's gonna do a lot. It's gonna take a lot more than me to like yeah. pull it back. You yeah. know. Um, and some things about it are great. You right. Know? I, that list is short for me. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but I, I I don't need eight thousand people to tell me what's at Costco this week. Right. Like that's a. It's a little much. It's like I go to Costco. I don't yeah. need you to tell me what's there. Yeah. I have a membership. You know, like yeah. You know, and then everyone. Oh, let me show you this, and it's like. Those are the same croissants they've been selling for years. <laughs> this is not a new, like, you know, you find something and, hey, look, you know, this is hard to find and I'm really giving you the end. Right. It's like now we're just desperate and it's like, yeah, they've, they've sold that for years, ma'am. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's a great deal. $5 box of croissants. That's right. Yeah. Known, known all about it for a long time. And I mean, for me, who's someone who is not hardly ever on social media to feel that way, People that are really connected to it and it's like every minute of their, you know, quote unquote free time must feel totally inundated by all of that stuff. I don't know. I guess maybe, again, it's a generational thing. Maybe it's a cultural shift that bugs me more than it bugs some other people. Right, but right. it's um, it's definitely not on my uh, list of things to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, let's let's make it go out. Yeah. Okay. So I also have for an out the excessive tipping that has seemed oh, to gosh. evolve. I'm I, so glad you're saying it. Why are we tipping <laughs> everybody? Now, look, I, I am all about tipping my restaurant staff. Yes. That has been a cultural American thing to do for some time. And that has always been because it was kind of considered common practice that because they were making below minimum wage. Right. That you were subsidizing their service with yep. your tip. And so I get that. And I'm happy to do that. Me I consider too. myself to be a pretty good tipper. Correct. I mean, unless you've bombed it and you're rude, right. you're getting 20% from right. me. Yes. Um, but it seems like every time you turn around, it, you know, there's a tip jar. Mm -hmm. There's a, now of course, because of, um, you know, technology, a lot of times you're checking out, you know, with an, with an iPad or yep. something like that. And a lot of those programs already have set up for a tip because they don't know how you're using their software. Right. right? But then you're, there's that moment you get it and you're looking at it and it's like, there's a tip screen mm -hmm. and you're like, uh, and then you're like, am I, am I a dick? If I don't exactly, you know, they're handling my food now. So right. Can I answer see this? this question after I get my order? Thank you. <laughs> you know, but honestly it's, it's, and then you're not really sure who you're tipping at that point, because right. if it's a drive through situation, um, okay, is it the kid checking me out? Is it the kid in the back who made it? Is right. it, you know, whatever. And are they already making what would be considered an equitable wage for what they're doing? Right. It's like, why is this necessary? Especially now that food is more expensive and all these other yeah. things are more expensive. And I just, either I want somebody to come out with the rules <laughs> <laughs> or let's just kind of say, okay, look, this is, you know, we're, I'm going to tip for someone who's serving me food mm -hmm. and bringing, you know, clearing my table and, you know, that person's doing more than say if I went and picked up food. Well, that's the other thing is like, that it's, it, I, I always am like, why am I tipping you when I got out of my car and walked into the restaurant, mm -hmm. picked up my bag and left? Right. What, what is it that, is a tippable service here that's gone on. Right. And I always feel like you said, you know, am I just, be, am I being a jerk? Like, I don't want to not, I, because I think this whole thing really started again during the pandemic. Right. Of course. Because a lot of restaurants were really struggling and because people weren't eating out for a stretch of time there. Yes. 
And, you know, many places went out of business. And I was very happy to pay a little more, yes. give an extra tip. You know, I was happy to do that to try to support the businesses. But now it feels like, you know, it's just gone beyond that. And now it is like an expectation that you're tipping for crazy things that we never used to tip for. Right. On top of, on top of food prices. More. Right. right. Uh, yeah. So if you're paying 20% or 15, 20% on top of food prices that have already gone up, now you're paying even more. Yeah. And again, I mean, I always thought that the cooks and the people that prepared the food were compensated differently than the people who served your food. Right. And so if that has changed, I just as a consumer would like to know so that I make sure that I'm, I feel like I'm doing the right thing. But right. at the same time, I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, I mean, pouring out money either mm -hmm. unnecessarily because I work for a nonprofit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I don't get, you know, like, I'm like, I don't get tipped. I don't, right. you know, like it seems everywhere you go, it's, you know, this expectation of, you know, like I've always tipped like bag porters when I travel right that's considered common you yes. know whatever but it's like now everyone has a tip jar I'm like maybe I should have a tip jar exactly maybe I should have <laughs> would you like that software updated I'm gonna put a tip jar right there and see if you liked my service instead of just a general please and thank you that's right no that something's got to be done about it because it's just gotten way out of hand one more for me is <laughs> this one's kind of silly but out for me is not knowing how to make a good cocktail <laughs> And I'm talking about myself, okay? <laughs> I have no clue how to make any kind of drink. Okay. Because I just, I hardly ever drink to begin with. Yeah. But, you know, occasionally I maybe would like to whip myself up a little whiskey sour oh, or a little I love margarita. A sour. <laughs> you know? Yes. And I just don't, I don't know how to do it. Occasionally over the years, I'll look up like a little recipe mm -hmm. and say, okay, I'm going to go get the stuff and try to do this. But it's, I'm just intimidated by it for some reason. And I've got to get past that. Yeah. I know it's tough too. Cause like the same thing, usually at home, if I, if I have any alcohol, it's something out of a bottle or a can, mm -hmm. you know, and then that's been bought at the store. Right. If I'm out you know, then it's like, oh, it's nice to have but a, a drink or something. But you're right. Somebody else is usually mixing it, making it yeah. um, kind of thing. But uh, but then it's, you know, sometimes you get one that's really strong. And I don't really like mine really strong because no. I don't I'm pretty cheap date. I don't it, <laughs> it goes quick. So I, I don't want to have if I want to have like a drink or two, I can't have too much alcohol in the first one. So I think I had one more out out for 2024. I would say and beyond. Let's stop using body parts as fashion accessories. Oh. I hate it when I hear things like big lips are in oh. or a big booty is in. Right. Hello. It, that isn't something you take on and off. Your no. body is not, it's not a purse. Right. It's not a pair of earrings. <laughs> okay. It's not makeup, you know, and then I just see women doing ridiculous things to their body. Like the whole limp lumper thing. Mm -hmm. You look ridiculous. Yeah. I don't, you may say, Hey, I didn't, you know, get luscious lips, but you don't have to look like, you know, Angelina Jolie. Like right. that looks fine on her face. Right. It may look ridiculous on your face. <laughs> And so I just, I hate that, that women are doing things to their bodies or, you know, feeling like, oh, I've got to wear butt pads now right. or, you know, because I, you know, I want a booty or, you know, whatever. They're just, I don't like body parts as, as fashion accessories. I think it just contributes to the insecurity that a lot of women carry yes, about I what agree. they look like and men aren't doing it. So you should be asking yourself why. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I mean, it, these are not... Um, like you said, things that you can take on and off. It's not a control, like you, getting your hair cut or colored right. or, you know, your body is the way that it is. And I don't know. I guess, I, I don't know. I've never felt like I needed to do anything like that. Right. Not that I <laughs> am perfect by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, but I just have never been compelled you know, not since I was, you know, like a pre-adolescent yeah. and waiting to get boobs, you know. Right. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I see like, especially the limp plumping thing, like whether it's by procedure or there's some lip plumper 
things out there mm-hmm. and it just looks like you've gotten stung by a bee. Yeah. That's that, you, like I look at people, I can tell when it's done and I just say, it's not like, oh, you look more, you that makes you look more beautiful. Right. Or, or you know, I bet men just are lining up to kiss you with those. <laughs> it just looks like you need some, you know, um, antihistamine. That's yeah. all it really does. And so I just it's you were fine and it often is on people who were fine like I get I can understand somebody who maybe felt like they had a deformity or they had something that just really affected their self-confidence oh for sure absolutely but but in the general like you know what I mean there's a there's an ass for every chair out there so if you feel like oh I don't have a bodacious booty that's okay yeah you know there's somebody who doesn't care about bodacious booty well, and it just goes back to the whole idea of, you know, finding ways to be comfortable with your who you are yeah, and not having to change yourself to, you know, try to make other people happy. Right. That's right. Uh, that's difficult. I think it's especially difficult when you're young. Yes. And you don't have that confidence yet. Or I mean, you know, some people that are young are very confident, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. by and large younger people are not as confident in themselves and know who they are well enough to be able to say, yeah, that's not important to me or that's not what I have, but I have this, you know? Yeah. And I think it's even worse now for younger people because when we were growing up, it was pretty much magazines and television. Right. Now we have the internet. Yeah. And, you know, the Kardashian effect, which, you know, it's nothing against them, it's just that then it's like you see all these, you know, young women like, oh, you know, I want to look like that. Right. Instead of reinforcing, no, you just need to look like you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's who they are on their DNA and their right. you know, genetics and everything like that. You're not going to be Armenian. That is never going <laughs> to happen. Like you're not going to, you know, be able to pull off the same level of makeup if, you know, you are redheaded. And <laughs> right. <laughs> It's just not, but that doesn't make you any less worthy or beautiful. No, or, I mean, know, my whatever. God, some gorgeous redheads out there. I mean, there. thank you. <laughs> Let's go Ireland. Um, but, you know, I just, yeah, I just think that, you know, we just have to kind of step away from making sure that we're not trying to be something that, you know, we're not. It's not, there's nothing bad with you. So quit the lip lumpers. Yes, I couldn't agree more. So this week in the zeitgeist... We're going to be talking about Princess Kate. I love a Princess Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and not just our Princess Kate. And not just because of the my official name too. Princess Kate. That's right. Um, so, yeah, interesting this week, actually, both her and the king, King Charles, uh, uh, came out with some medical uh, issues that I guess they've been having. Um, he, uh, I guess, is being treated for an enlarged prostate, which is very typical for um, men his age. It's a common. Yeah common thing um and then kate has uh i guess had some type of abdominal surgery yes um announced by the palace yes and kensington and i thought it was interesting because they said it was a planned procedure but she's canceling her future engagements for the next couple months and i thought well then it wasn't really planned because why would you schedule something that you know when you say planned it's like it's like premeditated murder. Right. 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 It, it only has to be for a few seconds yes. to count. Yes. So <laughs> it, it just means we didn't, it wasn't a code blue situation. Right. You know, it was. Um, and it's really interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm a little uh, contradictory on, because on the one hand I, and hopefully we'll talk about this in a future podcast. I feel that the Royal family is just over scrutinized mm-hmm. forever. Um, but at the same time, the nosy Nelly in me is what what she haven't done. <laughs> what happened? And we're not talking about it. So, and I do respect the fact that you know you should be able to have some medical privacy and of things course. like that. But um, but then there's just that part of me that says you know I think people would stop talking a little bit about it if you just said whatever it was like. Mm-hmm. And my only thought process was based on her recovery time was that if she was having a hysterectomy because mm-hmm. that's a pretty couple months is usually um. A, a typical you know recovery time or whatever or if she's having a partial hysterectomy or something like that so I don't know I mean I've definitely seen people speculating I think it could be any number of things but I guess it's it's got to be difficult because it's like you you can't win right like if right. you if they had announced okay 
she has this medical procedure coming up she's not going to be doing public duties for a few months then there would be all you know a big uproar about oh what's wrong and you know right. she wouldn't get any privacy and so you know I guess they decided that it was better to do whatever needed to be done so she yeah. could have privacy around that and then say something afterwards so I mean who knows it could be anything but I I do feel like it's just got to be tough I mean I, yeah. I know like how do you feel sorry for a princess, you know? Right. But I do think that, especially coming from her background, it's like she knew what she was getting into. I think she handles it like a pro. Uh, yeah, it's got to be the most challenging thing yeah. in the world. But I still think it's just so tricky to navigate. And, you know, the, the British public have very high expectations. Yeah. And... There's, of, of course, and we will talk about this on another podcast because you and I, I think, are both, you know, very interested in the royals. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of people who feel like the royal family is, you know, kind of outlived its welcome and its necessity. Yeah. And, you know, so there's a lot of scrutiny around everything that they do. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I've seen all kinds of different speculation about what could have gone on and I hope that I do think it's interesting because and I saw a lot of people saying online you know oh well nobody stays in the hospital for 10 to 14 days for anything well that's you know, true at least not here and you get up and get out <laughs> right <laughs> everything's an outpatient procedure that's right days. so ooh, it's not her gallbladder yeah. it's not this um yeah I mean and certainly I can understand if if I was a royal and 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 everyone knew my business, it seemed. I wouldn't want to tell them that, you know, I had to have a hemorrhoid removed. Like, that would not be <laughs> something I'd want out there. Right. Um, just because. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, certainly, uh, I think everyone's talking about it. So, it almost makes me think that it ha has to be something very specific. Otherwise, if it was just a hysterectomy, I just can't imagine that, you know. And maybe, maybe they'll talk about it later. Maybe it's just a matter maybe. of, hey, you know what? I just want some privacy right now. Yeah, that's possible. I yeah. also think it's just like, it's such a trap because if you try to be more transparent, you're going you're gonna to get scrutiny for something about, yes. you know, oh, uh, anything, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like what we were saying before. People just can't mind their own damn business. Right. I had a hysterectomy and or not me, but that, that I could hear people saying that, oh, I had a hysterectomy and I was back to work in four weeks. You That's know? right. That, that kind of thing. So yeah. <laughs> What's so special about you? You're yeah. a princess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love princess Kate. And if she needs 14 days to recover, I think she should take every second of it and more girl. I would be like, I'm the princess. Why do I have to work at all? That's right. <laughs> Why, why can't I just sit around with a crown? That, that sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. So no, I do. Uh, I, 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 it's weird. I, like I said, it's contradictory of me to be so nosy about it, but at the but same time, of course you're curious. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think that, uh, they, they should be able to, you know, just like everyone else, like, Hey, I'm going to go do this thing and you all are going to be okay. And I'll see you in a couple months. That's right. I'll be back when I'm back. After Easter, I think, um, yeah. they said in their statement. She'll pop out so. like the Easter bunny. And I'm sure she'll look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us and give us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Hush My Mouth Pod. Bye. Bye. Hush my mouth. I won't be able to. <laughs> um, hush. I can't do it. <laughs>